You're listening to the Variety Sports Network, your home for the best sports podcasters and live shows. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Blues Notes podcast. Uh, today, we're kind of going over, uh, obviously, as we always usually do, we're going over the recap of uh, this past week's games for the Blues, and we'll be doing a preview of next week's games as well, but we'll be doing that a little bit later on in the show. Uh, but for the main topics for today, we are going to be going over the obviously the the injured players for the Blues. A uh, few of them will be probably coming back this week, if not within the next week or two. Uh, and then we've had some uh, reassignments this past week, which it's sad to see some of them go because a couple of them, well. One of the two guys that got reassigned back to Springfield has been contributing a little bit this the past couple of weeks, uh, and then we also re got one of our injured guys back this past week. So, with all that being said, uh, I'm Brandon, your host of the Blues Notes podcast. Joined as always with me is Josh Edwards. How you doing tonight, man? I'm all right. <laughs> doing all right. Uh, uh, Natalie, how are you doing tonight? Great. Doing pretty swell. Wow, she's excited to be here. Yeah, Natalie decided to join us for the whole entire show tonight, so that's a plus. Um, yeah, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll see how it goes. Make sure, you know, make sure everybody behaves. <laughs> yeah. Um, what? Austin Powers? Oh, um, I didn't catch it. Uh, yeah. Um, but anyway, kind of getting uh, into some of the recap. We had three games this past week. We had Ottawa on Monday. We had Nashville on Thursday, and then Chicago yesterday. Uh, the Blues took two out of the three games this week. We won against Ottawa 2-1. to one. Uh, We won against Nashville 5-2, to two, and then we uh, lost to Chicago 5-3. Uh, to three. Uh, The Ottawa game, we had Neighbors get his third of the season and Nola Charlie – it his tenth of the season. Did you say a Charlie? A Charlie. I said Charlie. Did it sound like I said oh Charlie? I heard I it. Was dreaming about dinner. Oh, <laughs> um. But uh, as things went went in this game, shots on goal were thirty three to twenty in favor of the Senators. Uh, face-off percentage was 69 to 32 for the Blues. Uh, 
Power plays were both teams were offered. Uh, Blues went 0 for 2, whereas the Senators went 0 for 1. Uh, hits was 25 to 23 in favor of the Sens. And then block shots went 19 to 9 in favor of the Sens. So they, I mean, this obviously we talked about it last, last week. This game could have went either way. And it was, I thought it was pretty close, even though the Blues scored within the first period of the game. Uh, and then it was just, it, I thought it was all around decent game. Neighbors put in a, a very well done effort. Uh, he ended up getting a goal and a couple of other shots on goal. And then he ended up getting in a fight. Uh, trying to stick up for one of his teammates, uh, Achari, I think, which got into – he got hit pretty good and uh, neighbors kind of went in to defend him. Did, wasn't that what the situation was, or am I missing something? I believe that's I don't what know it was. It was a, I don't know if it was – it might have been Achari. I can't remember that far back, man. It's been a stupid busy week. All I know is he got <laughs> his first fight, and he held up pretty well, and – um, he's playing. Neighbors is playing good hockey right now. He's adapting to the game. It's faster. The guys are bigger, and he, he's really showing that he has the makings to be uh, a permanent standpoint on this team, especially next year. And we're getting to see a taste of him, and it, it's good. But yeah, I mean, he had a good fight, really. Yeah. Um. Other than that, there was this was actually a pretty significantly big win for the Blues because this was their 2000th overall win as a franchise for the Blues. Uh, they were the eighth team to reach this this mark. Uh, it took them exactly 4,300 games in order to get to this point. And believe it or not, they are the uh Fifth most behind Boston, Montreal, Philadelphia, and New York. And believe it or not, other than they are the second team uh, that are non-original six to actually hit the 2,000th win mark. And believe it or not, some of the longer standing teams in the league like Chicago, Pittsburgh, Detroit, Toronto, they haven't even – hit this mark and they've been in the league a lot longer than the blues. So just this, uh, the blues have a winning nature, I guess is a good way of putting it that they've I mean over a little over half their games that have been played by the blues seem to have come out of victories. So the see them hit the 2000s uh, win is a good a good mark for the blues and everything. It, it So I'm hoping that obviously the, the last couple of weeks, they've been able to kind of string together a good amount of uh, wins and whatnot. So hopefully we can, hopefully they can kind of continue that trend here in the next coming weeks. Uh, well, you, well that, you can really not, to, I just, before we move on, you can really contribute a lot of those to that, that 2000 win total. So the, I think it was 26 and 20 straight seat, seven straight seasons that the Blues made the playoffs uh, yeah. between the uh, late 80s and 90s. Maybe it was early 80s and 90s and the early 2000s. I mean, 
They went to the playoffs every year for, I think it was 26 straight seasons. It might have been 27. I, I um, believe you're close to that, yeah. So, I mean, that I was, right there is a lot of the wins. Yeah, and because, I mean, I was looking on Twitter earlier today, or it might have been one day uh, on Saturday or Friday, but there's a couple of people that are having a discussion about, like, cup wins and everything and a guy was saying oh well chicago's had a better run at uh cups and everything and the guy was like yeah but you guys had i think they've had what six six something cups and they've only had three within the last like 20 20 years or something like that and we've had one we've had one in the last like three but that also well, shows that out of, out of um, out of all that though, the Blues had been to the playoffs more than what the Chicago Blackhawks have been yeah. to the playoffs. Um, can I just say that I have an emergency and I will be back in a little bit because I have an emergency. Yep, that's fine. All okay, good. thanks. Yep. But it probably one of the dogs probably. Did a no no in the in the room or in the house or something, so she probably had to had the bolt for a bit. But she'll be back on here shortly. Um, kind of getting back into the the next game was the uh, the Blues against the Predators, where the Blues. I thought this win was. I, I thought this was probably one of the better wins I think I've seen the Blues actually take out of the season and, and granted it's against Nashville and everything, but I, this was, I thought an all around good effort win by the blues. I thought that because I thought the, the offense was good. Defense was good. Goaltending was phenomenal. Uh, so I, I, I really give the blues a good mark on this win. Uh, it was five to two against Nashville uh, Shen got his 11th, Saad got his 14th, Kairou got his 21st, which was a power play goal, uh, Thomas got his 12th, and then Torbchenko got his third goal of the season. So he, he, we obviously had a lot of a different variety of guys getting the puck in the back of the net, which is great. Uh, we don't really have like a few guys just really contributing like we have had and prior seasons. Um, but this one was a, a fairly good win. And I don't think it wasn't this game. It was a Chicago game that uh, Barbashev got in a fight. And I think it was the Chicago game, but kind of going over the stats for this game uh, shots on goal was 33 to 26 for the blues. Uh, faceoffs were 71 to 29% for the blues. Power play, the Predators went 0 for 4. Uh, Blues went 1 for 5. Uh, a lot of a lot of penalties in this game, and it was good to see that the Blues were able to uh, keep keep Nashville to uh, not really getting any goals on the power play and keeping the momentum going in their favor for the majority of this game. The uh, Hits were 30 to 20 in favor of Nashville. 
block shots was even at 10 and 10. And as I said before, I, I thought this was a pretty all-around good game from the Blues, wouldn't you say, uh, Josh? Yeah, it was, a, it was a really good game. It was a much-needed game that uh, the Blues needed to take away uh, with the win because it's, it's a four-point swing against the divisional opponent. Uh, it's a team we're battling to, to stay in the playoff hunt. Um, and now we have two wins against them on the season, or is that the third one? I can't remember. Um, I believe it was. Okay, yeah, that's what I thought it was. So, I mean, that it, it's a huge win. Uh, it, it was very badly needed. The, the Blues need to pick up points wherever they can at this point, and that was a good that, that was just a good all around game. You didn't see many deficiencies. The team held up together. They played well. Yep. I can't complain about that game. I mean that that was a good game. No, oh, for sure. Um, now and this next game, the the goals are going to seem a little bit more lopsided. But uh, aside from the first period play, I thought this was a a fairly decent game on the game yesterday. Uh, I don't know if you would agree or not, Josh, but the uh, game yesterday was against Chicago where the, the Blues lost 5-3. to three. Uh, Kairou ended up scoring his 22nd goal of the season on a power play. Uh, Barbashev got his second – or, wow, sorry, not his second, his seventh. And then Letty got his first goal of the season, which I thought Letty actually already had a goal this season. Not, I didn't think that this was his first. I thought he this would have been like his second or third. Uh, but I was surprised to actually see that this was his first goal of the season. Um, for the stats for this one, shots on goal was 32 to 18 for the Blues. Uh, 52 to 48 for a face-off percentage. Wow. Uh, for the Blues, power play was 0 for 2 for the Blackhawks and 1 for 4 against or for the Blues. The only kind of downside to this these numbers is that the uh, Blackhawks ended up getting a uh, shorthanded goal. So it was it was a, a minus, but at the same time, I thought the Blues actually did a fairly – I thought they did decently okay on this game. Uh, hits was 33-17 to 17 for the Blackhawks, and then block shots came out 15-11 to 11 for the Blackhawks as well. So it was the, – the Blues got a lot of shots on goal in the second and third period of this game. Um First period, takeaways and just the shorthanded goal really, I think, kind of took away a lot of their fighting spirit, I think, in the first period. And then I think they kind of needed a little bit of a reboot at first intermission. And then I thought they came out a little bit better uh, into the second and third, um, especially once – Grice came in the net. I thought that if things kind of turned around a little bit. They they were close to coming back in this game. At one point, it was four to three, uh, coming into the third period. So they they gave it they gave it a chance. They were they were a goal off at one point, but then the the Hawks ended up coming back and getting their fifth goal, uh, 
with like four minutes, I think, left in the in the game, and the Blues weren't able to get anything kind of tallied back. But uh, what were your kind of thoughts for this game, Josh? Total debacle, horrible game. Defense played like crap. I mean, statistically, statistically when you look at the paperwork, uh, uh, on paper, the Blues should have had a much better game than this. And, you know, I don't want to blame Bennington for the four goals that he uh, let in but because the defense wasn't great. But this is a rivalry game. This is up against a really, really bad team, you know, one of the worst teams in the league, if not the worst team, arguably. So these are games you have to win. It's a division opponent, inexcusable, horrible game. Uh, we're in the middle of a homestand right now. we got one game left in this home stretch uh, before we go back on the road and then come back home. I, you, you can't have losses like this, especially when you're a team that's on the verge of getting to the playoffs. It, it's inexcusable and uh, very disappointing. And yeah. honestly, I'm not happy with it at all. The only bright spot was uh, Barbie had a Gordie Howe hat trick. And that's about the only bright light in the whole game. Uh, Grice came in relief and, and played fairly well. Uh, yeah. And I never thought I'd ever say that. <laughs> but um, he has proven as the season has gone on, he's played better and better with the team. So probably that transition to St. Louis and, and learning his teammates was a little bit of the effect of his really, really bad start at the beginning of the season. So uh, just a really, really bad game, a bad way to end the week uh, when you had a pretty good week going. Uh, and now we got to go against Winnipeg next week, and we need to capitalize against the uh, team that's one or two in the division, depending on where they're at come that day of the week. Yeah, and uh, yeah, Bennington definitely did not have one of his better night or better outings last night. I mean, letting in the first what three goals on six shots. Well, the first two goals were on two shots. Yeah, first two goals on two shots, and then I think the third goal came within like maybe three or four shots later of those. So it was it was rough, and a lot of a lot of those chances. Uh, the first one, they they were already in in our zone, or they were coming into our zone, and the the kind of how you said the defense was awful. The some of the defensive guys got back, but a lot of the other guys were just seemed like on their heels skating back to get back into the defensive zone and weren't really there to really help out the cause by any means. Um, then, then the second goal and the third goal were off of, off of turnovers. And we've had a bad, bad way of, giving up turnover turnovers and letting the other team come back and get a goal. And that's been a thing for the blues all season long. And that's, that's something that they really got a, a fix, really got a fix going forward and maybe even getting, I don't know if getting some of the guys back that we're going to be getting back within pretty soon, if they're really going to be fixing those kinds of things, so it's once we get everybody back that was not healthy and we'll have to really see how all this is going to go. Um, but, yeah, I thought that they made a pretty decent fight back to get to try to get back in this game. But as you said, Josh, I it was I I I didn't care for the first period at all. 
Uh, second period, third period, we're better, but still not the best at all. Um, but kind of getting away from the recap and kind of looking at some of the other news that went on this week. Um, there were some moves within the Blues organization that uh, with all everybody kind of gradually coming back, um, Santini was reassigned back to Springfield uh, after four games with the Blues. He only had a couple of marks. I think he only had one assist, and then he had two penalty minutes. Um, he wasn't really all that noticeable. I thought on the IC, he, he made his he made a mark here and there, but other than that, Santini was he, he was guy to kind of hold the spot for whoever was going to be on injury reserve for a very short time. Um, luckily, we're getting Brown back, so he was uh, him and Alexandrov, I believe, were the ones. Or the reason why with Brown coming back, um, and then Tarasenko probably gonna be back by. Uh, I would imagine in time for the Buffalo game, possibly. But other than that, Alexandrov was also reassigned back to Springfield after 16 games with the Blues. Uh, he had four points with the Blues in that time. He had two goals and two assists and 14 penalty minutes. Uh, with the time that he's had with the Thunderbirds, however, he's recorded over uh, 22 games with them, posted 18 points with 11 goals and seven seven assists. So he's he's been doing he's been doing well while he's down in Springfield and everything, and he. He was contributing well whenever for a couple of games whenever he was up with the Blues. Uh, so I, I think he's one of the players that we're going to be watching out for in the next coming seasons. And I'm sure that uh, – I'm sure probably not much the remainder of this season unless somebody else get injured, uh, gets injured – but I have a feeling that we'll probably see a little bit more of Alexandrov probably in the seasons to come because uh, I, I feel like he's he can be one of those guys that can be – if he can get his um, play up a little bit more, I think he can be a, a guy that can be playing with the Blues a lot more, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I definitely think so. Alexandrov – had a good showing, took him a few games to find his rhythm. Um, and I think that always happens when, when you're a young kid, like he is, and I say young kid, even though he's a pro athlete, and, and you come up from the minor league system playing minor league talent and to go play with the big boys, there's always that adjustment period. And, and once he found his rhythm and he, the game probably slowed down a little bit for him after a few games and he, he figured out where he fit in and what he was doing and, he was creating scoring opportunities. He was playing pretty decent defense. Uh, he, he was definitely somebody you did notice on the ice, unlike Santini. So it's sad to see him go, but, you know, you're bringing back all your big guys. Trade deadline's coming. We don't know what's going to happen. I mean, if the Blues decide to go into full sale or full sale out mode, 
like fire sell but everybody on the team like some people are projecting I think Alexandrov could be back before the end of the season he could finish the year with the big boys um, I really don't know what's going on I don't have a whole lot of expectations at this point but Alexandrov if he ends up staying with the club and doesn't become a trade chip I could possibly see him making the club out of camp next season if not next season the following season for sure He's still young, has a lot of development left, uh, but he looks like he could be a promising top nine forward going throughout his yeah. career. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if he'll be top. I don't know if about top nine. I could see him maybe. Well, yeah, top nine, I guess, because that would be third line at most. Um, I could, I can see him probably be third line for the first little bit whenever he rejoins the team, but. I mean, seeing depending on where the Blues are going to be at next season, or even for the remainder of this season, depending on if they sell or not, um, that's that's going to be ultimately Armstrong's decision and Chiefs' decision of what they're going to do with them once that uh, point in the season comes. Um, but one one other thing that happened this past week was. Brown getting reactivated off of uh, IR on Friday. His last game with the Blues was December 29th against the Chicago Blackhawks. And up until that point, he only had two assists uh, to his name. He's Overall, though, he's played 78 games in the NHL. Um 22 points, five goals, 17 assists, and he had like 14 penalty minutes up until the point that he had gone on injury reserve. Um, so it, I I don't know really if we had everybody back healthy. I, I and I say this in the utmost respect to Brown is he he is a good player, but. I mean, unless he can get into a slot on the defense and really show promise, I I don't really know if the Blues are really going to have a slot for him just because they have uh, Scandella coming back, Perunovic coming back as well, Krug coming back. Um, and then you get all the guys already on the team. Unless you scratch some guys and give Brown some time, I, I don't really know – where Brown is going to really fit in. I, I hope he fits in somewhere to be able to show that he can bring something more to the team than what he has up until whenever he went on IR. Um, but what um, what do you kind of see with Brown coming back? Do you think he'll be kind of taking a spot over until – Krug or Scandella or Perunovic comes back, or do you think he'll be in a more permanent position? If especially with trade deadline coming up, the possibility of one or more players uh, leaving the Blues. You know, that's a tough one. Uh, they had high hopes for Brown uh, in his development and what he was going to end up being developing into. I hope that. I mean, I hope that he ends up, you know, getting an opportunity, but he needs to earn it. You know, the guy can't stay healthy. 
Um, yeah. He's had some issues in the past. Um, that's obviously why he was a first-round pick that got traded over. And, you know, I'd like to see him develop and become something. I think it'd be good for him. It's good for any player to develop and, be, and become something and have a career. But where he ends up, I'll be honest with you, I'm really not sure. I don't know if he ends up being a star here or even a top nine forward. He may end up just being on the fourth line and being a good fourth line guy. But mm-hmm. he – I guess my biggest problem with him – here, let me, let me cap this together – my biggest problem with him is he shows his glimpses of being a very strong player that can do a lot and help the team out and be efficient and, and be a good option to play, but he's never healthy. And if you know me on baseball, I'm the same way in hockey. The most important trait to have is availability. And if you can't stay healthy, I really don't need you on the team. Yep. And Brown has been one of those guys that has been in and out of – injuries for a considerable time. I mean, he he ended up getting injured on the 29th of December, and then he was supposed to be back, I think, like a couple, a couple or a few weeks ago. Sorry, I got something in my eye. That's why I keep going. Uh, but he was supposed to be coming back up like a couple weeks ago or a few weeks ago, and then he re- he re-injured himself and then he got put back or I don't even think he left IR. He stayed on IR for the rest of the time until this previous Friday. So, I mean, yeah, I, it's going to be hard to tell what really happens with Brown. I hate, I would hate to see him go, but at the same time, you, you want pieces that are going to be consistently available to play, kind of like what you said. And with him not really being consistent, I don't really know if the Blues are going to really have a spot for him on the roster. Um, that's just, I mean, it, it seems like it, it's a consensus between the two of us and everything. So I, I like kind of how everything with the, being a fan and everything of sports teams, we'll just have to wait and see what happens, I guess, at this point. <laughs> um, but brighter news, um, we we are getting a few guys back from injury. Obviously, we got Brown back this week. Um, and... Up until this point, Scandella and Perunovic have both been out for uh, the entire season so far. Um, Krug, O'Reilly, Tarasenko were placed on IRR along with Portuzo and Brown within the last month. Uh, And I would say probably the – along with all those guys I just mentioned, probably the soonest to probably be coming back is – I would say is probably Tarasenko. Um, he he's kind of itching to get back, and from everything that I've heard, that I guess the the hand ailment that he suffered from was not as bad, I guess, as what everybody was thinking. And he's been he's been skating with the guys a lot, and everything will. Uh, he's been skating a lot this week. 
And even though there might not be a specific date for his return, I imagine he's probably going to be back within probably the first game or two of this week. That's just that's just my rough estimate. I'm not for sure when he's going to be back, but uh, everything that I've seen, everything that I've heard, he's been kind of itching to get back into playing, especially with him being in the in the talks with all the the All Star uh, weekend, which I'm. I'm I'm still a little salty with, uh, still kind of upset with that he's the one that got picked rather than some of the guys on the team that have been putting out a lot more effort and been getting a lot more marks towards themselves and everything. And I mean, Tarasenko, I don't think is even in the top five for any of the categories for the Blues right now. I think he might be like if not like maybe fifth or sixth in goals uh, and then maybe even points as well. Um, but with that being said, we are going to bring back Natalie. Oh, she's, how's it going? Pause. I just muted you. Unmute yourself whenever you get done. Um, but yeah, uh, kind of getting off topic a little bit, but yeah, that the I felt especially whenever they had all the voting and voting and everything, and I thought there would be there was going to be a, a considerable amount of guys that were going to be able to get into the the uh all star game more than what there was for e- each division, but. I, I felt like guys like uh, Thomas or Kyrie, I thought either of them could have been easy, easy uh, selections for the all-star game. And it it's a little frustrating to see Tarasenko picked. I get the reason that it's probably for Tarasenko getting picked, but I felt like there's guys that are more – ample for that slot than Tarasenko, but that's just me. What do you think? No, I completely agree. I don't think he deserved it. Um, I think it's a move by the NHL, and this is going to sound very conspiracy theorist. Um, I think it's a move by the NHL to help get him traded uh, because he is a he is a recognized name across the league. He's known for having talent that teams desire. Um, so that's the only thing I can think of as to why they would opt to put him in over other players on the Blues that I feel are more deserving. Mm -hmm. I don't know, though. We'll see what happens with it. I mean, if he comes back off of an injury and he just lights it up, then it it looks like a good move by the NHL to put him there, but... Mm -hmm. I, I have to agree with you. I, I just, I, to me, it's not a good look. It's just not a good look. Yeah. Um, and I know you just came back and you kind of missed a little bit of stuff, but at the moment we're talking about how uh, with Tarasenko coming back probably within this week or something, we and all the voting kind of getting casted for 
the NHL All-Star game, then all the players that were selected, uh, it to us and probably other fans, it seemed a little fishy that they were selecting Tarasenko for the All-Star game when we have guys like uh, Robert Thomas, Jordan Cairo, Brandon Saad, or even Butchnevich, who have been posting goals at goals like none other. And then you got Tarasenko, who's probably fifth or sixth in goals, points, or assists, getting the the mark to go to the All-Star game. And uh, it, it's probably a move by the NHL, as Josh said, to get him kind of get teams to kind of look in his favor to possibly trade for him and everything. But uh, what were, and didn't know if you had any thoughts or anything towards the matter or how you felt. Um, I, no, I mean, I, I agree. Um, I think that I feel like Tarasenko is always, always in it. And I feel like it's, you know, it's, not really anybody else. I feel like nobody else really gets a chance. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. And it'll be, it'll probably be something that's probably, I'll probably make it as a topic for a different, different week, but going over the, how they structure the all-star uh, process of picking, uh, of picking players for the All Star game because I think I felt like I feel like there's a, probably a better way or a simpler way I guess in order to pick some of the players that they they want for the All Star game because I feel like from last year to this year they change up the process for picking players to go to the All Star game or has it been the same for the last couple of seasons? I felt like this was a new way to do it because I don't remember the NHL just selecting Kairou last year. I mean, I could be wrong, but I don't remember. Hmm. I'll be honest with you, I haven't looked into it, so I'm not sure. But yeah, uh, I'll have to look into it and see uh, and see what I can find out with that because I thought it was kind of weird that all of a sudden uh, they picked like one player to represent from each team, and then they chose three players from each division. I thought. That sounded really new to me, so I'll have to look into it and see if that's something that's new this season compared to the previous seasons or if it's the same and I just haven't paid that much attention to it. I'll have to kind of look at it and see. Yeah, Um, I have no idea. So I thought it was they picked one player from each team in each division and the fans voted in the other ones. That's what I thought it was this year. Yeah, that's how it is. That's That's what it is for this season. Oh my God! You're such a bitch. Hey, hey! I want to clarify who you're talking to. Yeah, <laughs> you're talking to the dog, correct? Yes, she's she wants to just. Mm. Good thing. <laughs> um, <laughs> aside from Teresinko, though, um, Krug will probably be coming back at some point within the next couple weeks. Uh, O'Reilly, I probably see him coming back within hopefully right before All-Star break. I, I 
because it seemed like he was still a little bit more on the injured side. He was still in the boot um, from the last point that I've seen or heard. So it could be a, a little bit longer until we see O'Reilly back. Uh, Robert Bortuzzo, and obviously we just got Logan Brown back. But Bortuzzo, I have a feeling he'll be probably back soon. So we could see everybody back within the next few weeks, which is which is good. Um, however, I was ta- thinking about it for a little bit and everything, and uh, who knows whether or not if the style of play is going to continue like it has been, especially with all the young guys being up and with some of our other talent that's going to be coming off IR, if things are going to continue kind of in the way it's been going or if they'll revert back to kind of how things were in the beginning beginning of the season. So it's that's going to be kind of a, a question mark, I think. Um, especially if we get some of the guys back and they, they're not coming out and playing on a good mark or anything, if they just kind of just going through the motions and everything, I could see it going back to how it was in the beginning of the season where it was frustrating to watch, uh, and a lot of losing. So I'm, I'm hopeful that's not the case, but I mean, it seemed like everything kind of started going on a positive trend once a lot of like guys like Krug, O'Reilly, Tarasenko all kind of went on IR. So it, once they come back, I, I'm hoping things continue the way they are going at the moment. But it, it's hard to say. Um, what are you guys' thoughts? I agree. I'm nervous to see. I'm nervous to see if. <laughs> oh, she's bad. I'm nervous to see, you know, kind of what happens and if they do keep lineups and, um, or if they. I was nervous when, what's his name, you know, got injured. O'Reilly got injured, um, but. I mean, we, we kind of have our good days and our bad days, just like normal. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. Well, my real hope about it is that with the time that we've had so many guys on IR, that these young kids who have come up or the guys who were rotationary players who got a little more experience have found a little more confidence in their game uh, with the extra playing time they received while, these, while the big dogs have been out. That'll help them be more rhythmic with the rest of the team. And hopefully some of this will carry over. Um, and that's what you would hope with the extra playing time. Some of these yeah. guys who that have got the guys have gotten who don't normally get that playing time when when all of our stars are in. So uh, it's it's definitely interesting. It'll it'll be interesting to watch. I think the first two weeks of having Tarasenko and those guys back is what's going to dictate how the trade market looks and the trade deadline goes. Um, come trade deadline time. I, I'm hoping yeah. for the best. That, At this point in the season, I'm really starting to think uh, we might just be better off selling and letting the young kids come up from Springfield and get some experience. 
uh, going forward into the next season, the season after that, because if we try to do a retool like Nashville's done the last five years, I mean, we're just going to be mediocre at best anyways. Why not just do a complete rebuild, get the players and the pieces you want, develop them, and bring them in. Go get Chikrin, go get Provorov, rebuild the defense again, and try to save a little bit of money for two or three years. Um, try to get Clayton Keller. Uh, maybe try to go get Travis Konechny and Ooh. see what you can do. Um, this team right now, I think the style of what Armstrong wants to build the team around is not necessarily the style of chief coaches. And, and I think that's just something where we got to get the right players in the right positions to make it happen. So yep. that's kind of where I'm at. Yeah. And I mean, I, I heard he's not really happy in San Jose, but it would be a, quite a little bit of a dollar amount to go get him. But, hell, why not go after uh, Carlson? Timo Meyer? Oh, Carlson? Shh, no, that's too much money for an old man. Yeah. Timo Meyer is, it, it's uh, just supposed to be on the something to throw out. <laughs> what, what do you guys think of all these uh, youngins coming up? It, it's good. I think it's good to see them coming up and having the drive like they're wanting to play up on the on the uh, on the big squad. I mean, Alexandrov, as we talked earlier, has been probably the the biggest contributor aside from maybe Jake Neighbors, and I feel like both of those guys are really showing that they want to be up with the team, and they're. They're contributing up on the team, and I didn't get neighbors' neighbors' numbers for down in Springfield. I'll have to get it for um, next show. But I feel he's, like those are – He's been on fire. Well, yeah. I, I know he's been on fire for the Blues, but I'm, I'm talking about whenever he's down in, in Springfield, how he's oh, doing with yeah. the Thunderbirds. I'd have to yeah. get those numbers because those are numbers that – I do not have at the moment. I um, think he had like 14 points in his last 17 games with Springfield. Oh, really? I think that it was something along those lines, or maybe it was 13 and 16 or 11 and 12. I can't remember, but it was he was riding a nice little point uh, streak, streaky kind of point ride uh, mm-hmm. before he got called up. Sweet. Um, yeah, it, he's. I, I would say those are two guys that are definitely, definitely on the good on the good side of the Blues, especially from the development standpoint. Um, yeah, a lot of it all. We're just gonna have to kind of see how things go within the next within the next month, really, because I mean we're we're nearing the end of January here in the next week, um, and then we're gonna be getting through February and. I mean, we only have what five games left, or four games left in January, and then February we kind of have a, a shortened month because of the All Star game being right in the beginning. So it's it'll be it'll be interesting to see where the Blues decide to go, and I I, I would hate to be Doug Armstrong or Chief or anybody in the front office for the Blues right now because it. They're making that decision whether or not they should go the retool route or trying to build up for 
a playoff run is something that is probably in the back of their heads right now, or trying not so much in the back of their heads. I was wrong way of saying it, but that that's something that's very much on active discussions. I, I imagine throughout that whole, the whole office of the blues of trying to figure out what they're, which way they're going to go. Cause once they make the decision of whichever way they're going to go, it's, it's going to be very noticeable. But um, trying getting past all that now, uh, getting into this upcoming week, we got three games. This upcoming week, we got a game on Tuesday uh, against Buffalo at home. It's the last game of the home stand before we go on the road again. And then we'll be going on the road on Thursday against Arizona. That game will be at 8 o'clock uh, Central Time. And then we have a game on Saturday against Colorado. And that'll be that's a little bit of an earlier game. That's at 2 o'clock. So for those of us that don't know how to that don't check their uh, their fantasy, <coughs> Natalie, uh, until later oh. on in the day, you might want to check it a little bit earlier on Saturday. Um. Well, you know, um, I I do check my my stuff. You know, <laughs> sometimes I'm just a little busy. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, Saturdays are for clubs, so I gotta go into that and everything, but. Um, speaking of um, Saturday, well, this is kind of, I guess, ahead of schedule. Um, we play, right, Saturday, like you're saying this coming Saturday, right? Yes. Yeah, in six days. Okay. So February 18th is what I'm thinking of. Um but um, my roommate's dad is a Minnesota fan. And mm-hmm. so he was wanting to go to a Blues game on the 18th. Um, obviously, we're pl- I think we're playing Colorado then? Yeah, we're playing Colorado again that day. Yeah. Yeah, that's what made me think of it. Um, and <laughs> tickets are a little expensive. And I just... I don't want to go, but he uh, he told me that he's going to, when he comes up here, he's going to uh, slap a, a Minnesota Wild sticker on my bumper. And I was like, ooh, that's not going to happen. <laughs> that's punishment. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Um, but yeah. Uh... Out of the three games this week, what are your guys' thoughts with the three games that we're going to have with this week? I know Tuesday might be a little bit of a struggle with Buffalo, um, but frankly, everything could be exact opposite with how things have been working in the last few weeks. But, uh, yeah, what are your guys' thoughts? (laughs) I think – you're going to see the Blues Lounge and the Blues Facebook pages going crazy on Wednesday morning after Tage Thompson probably puts on a show yep. and looks fantastic. Um, and that's going to hurt a little bit, but it, that's the game. You know, we traded him away uh, as, you know, still a developing prospect. And yep. we got a Stanley Cup championship out of it. So 
it worked out for us. It's worked out for Buffalo. Buffalo hasn't had a good team in a long time. Uh, this is just the price you pay to win Stanley Cups at times. Sometimes you got to trade assets to get assets, and it worked out for us in the short term, and it's working out for Buffalo in the long term. So I yep. think we're going to see a lot of complaining after that game. Who knows how Colorado, Colorado game is going to go? Uh, we seem to play them fairly well, uh, so we could we could have some wins out of this. We could have three L's in a row too. So um, it's going to be an interesting week to watch and see what happens. Um, I don't know, man. I'm not, I'm not getting my hopes up. Right. I don't be yeah, I would like to be uh, pleasantly surprised with a couple wins. Yep. Um, yeah, I, I'm kind of on the same boat. It's going to be a little iffy with this week. I, I would hope that they're able to string together a couple of wins, but it's going to be hard to say. At Buffalo, I think that's going to be a, a very rough game. Tough game. I don't know if it'll be rough, but it's going to be a tough game to get a, a win out of it. Arizona and Colorado, they're Arizona in the number of years that we've played against Arizona, where they've always had our number regardless of how good or bad they are and how we have been. So it, that game could be a toss-up and same for Colorado. So, I, I mean, yeah, like you said, I think Colorado we've beaten – earlier this season, but they are also riddled with injuries just like kind of we were. So it's – and they've they've gotten a couple of their pieces back – or well, a couple of their guys back from injury reserve. So it could be a completely different Colorado team that we faced earlier in the season. So it'll be kind of a thing to watch uh, for whenever uh, it gets to that point. But this coming week will be – um, obviously our show, regular show on Sunday, but we might be having, I got to f- scrounge out the details still, um, but we might be having a second show on Tuesday, possibly with some of the guys from uh, Sticks in a Six. It's a podcast group out in Ontario, uh, Canada, kind of talking about some of the different thing, talks that have been kind of going around with O'Reilly and Toronto and everything else. So we'll be kind of talking with them and getting their thoughts on different things. Um, and then we have one other thing that's been in the works for a little bit. I'm still not going to throw out any details of it yet because it is still in the works and I'm going to be ironing out hopefully details on that this week and that show I'm going to be I'm really excited for and I can't wait to actually share it all with everybody um, Josh you know a little bit about it Brandon our CEO boss man knows a little bit about it I don't know anything about it because you don't know you don't ever tell me anything. Because you'll spill the beans. I am not that type of person, yo. I'll I'll tell you after the show's over with. So, it, but it, I'm excited for it, and I'm hoping that it it comes to fruition. Um, I know a lot of the guys will probably want to be on for that show if it does happen. So we'll. Once once details are figured out and plans are made for what show that's going to happen on, I will um, 
be sure to let everybody know. Um, so with that, um, Josh, Natalie, do you either of you guys have any kind of closing remarks before we end the show? Blues fans, keep your cool this week. It could be a rough one, uh, but we're going to have 11 days off after this next four games. And we'll hopefully be a lot healthier coming out of the break. Yep. Natalie, you have any help? Agreed. Do you have anything to say? No? Mm -mm. Um, I'm... Uh, I'm keeping my head up for this week. I'm I'm thinking that uh, I'm thinking that you know maybe we'll have a chance at these games. Maybe we'll who knows? Maybe we'll shock. Maybe they'll shock us all and you know do good. So yeah, well, time will tell for how the Blues are going to do this week and the rest of the season, but. Uh, yeah, kind of the same point of what they just made. Uh, it's going to be a, a little bit of a rough one for the Blues this week, and hopefully uh, hopefully some good can come out of this, especially if we do get some of the injured guys back that we talked about earlier in the show, Tarasenko, Krug, or uh, whoever else decides to come back this week. I'm not sure if it will be back this week or not, but – I am hopeful that we're going to have something good come out of these guys coming back onto the team and being healthy again. Um, so with all that being said, thank you guys for coming and being a part of uh, another Blues Notes podcast show. And we will see you guys in the next episode. See ya. Bye. Bye. Hey everybody, this is Brandon, CEO of the Variety Sports Network. I just want to say a quick thank you for watching one of the shows here on the Variety Sports Network with tons of other shows and content that's available all over the place. Right here at the Variety Sports Network, from Variety Sports Network to to VSN Collegiate to VSN Football, with more to come soon. Um, So stay on the lookout for those because they're coming. They're coming very soon. But again, thank you for watching. Hey, head over to our website, www.varietysportsnet.com. Uh, You can find all of this stuff right there or do it the simple way. Head over to Variety Sports, uh, Variety Sports Network YouTube channel, and you can find everything right there as well. All the shows, stuff like that. Um, And we hope to catch you soon. Thanks again for watching in. 